Fan, short for fanatic, is the one who's screaming their lungs out in sub-zero degree temperatures, still believing when the chips are down and never, ever giving up on their teams or their players. From the closest seat to the worst one, we want to meet you all. This is the American Fan. What's going on, sports fans? It's your boy, Josh Williams, back again with another episode of the American Fan 365. I am, of course, joined by the, the uh, what are we calling this, Olive? The Olive Rosine today? It is Olive, like an olive branch. There it is. No, okay. I'm, I'm kidding, never. You're, Fuck everybody. You're, <laughs> you're, you're in your army fatigue. You're in your no, army I'm feeling, fatigue. I'm feeling olive very today. summery. It's almost 100 degrees out right now, so... Oh. Like, I feel like I'm on an urban safari, so I, that was my theme today. <laughs> urban safari. Urban safari, yeah. I love it. I love it. Of course, we got the bearded one, George Carmona, in the back. Wazoo, people. What's wazoo, going on, wazoo, George? Wazoo. <laughs> I'm excited for Georgie. It's going to be his first time on the East Coast um, coming up, like, in a little more than a week. So we got to give him a nice Jersey and New York welcome. Yes. He's a Celtics fan, so just remember that. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be interesting. What a I I got so many dirty looks from my um girlfriend's like parents. I call her girlfriend. My wife's parents when I said we're going to New York, they they thought I was like going to Iraq. Like the oh, look on their where face are they was from? They're, you know, they're West Coast, uh, you know. <laughs> you're going to Iraq. That so that face that you're making right there is the same face they made to me when I said I'm going to New York. They're like, "Huh?" Like Wait, stink face? Is this your wife or your girlfriend or your fiance? Right. I don't know what it is. It's whatever you want it to be, bro. Uh, <laughs> wife today. It's fluid. <laughs> it's, it's a fluid relationship. It's, it's fluid. a fluid relationship. It's fluid. Uh, it, it, it changes. I love it. Um, uh, you know what? People that have not, like, people that have, have they ever been? Have, uh, I would imagine that they've been to New York. So that, okay, that tells me even if they have, it's probably been once. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So Definitely. They, so you can tell them to take the, you know, well, actually tell them to stay away because New York don't want them know how. Uh, New York is, okay, I would say the only spot in America that I would give you pause in areas is Chicago. It's it's literally a war zone there. I have friends in Chicago. When I go to Chicago, I'm a little nervous. I love a, Chicago. It's I've never had an issue Downtown. In when you start going into the west side, the east side, like you start going to the sides. I dated a guy that had a cat that didn't love sports at all. That was from Joliet, Illinois. <laughs> Not Joey. Joliet. Let me, let me. <laughs> that's halfway to Champagne. is where that <laughs> is. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's, halfway there. that's right. But it is by Naperville, which I really like. Oh, okay. No, but no, listen, no, no, I'm going to disagree because there are parts in New York you got to watch your step in. Um, listen, actually, New York hasn't been that great lately, hmm. but there's no city like it in the world, At and all. that's on that. At all. Not even bar none, period. New York is... you got to go to Staten Island, though. I'm thinking about staying there. That's where I heard, like, the Italians are. It might be a nice, like, meal. I don't let, know, let like the, a bed and breakfast I will tell situation. you some of the best pizza and some of the best meals you'll have. Like, the best pizzas, the Brothers of Villa Monte. Um, oh, my God, there's so many... It, I got to tell you, stat, that way you can take the ferry back and forth if you wanted to. I say stay, stay in Staten Island. Um, I do have a type. I will tell you most of my ex-boyfriends do reside in Staten Island. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's a good spot for me to be. That's a good spot Yeah, no, no, no. I, you know what? I, I, I'd say there or if you've never been to the city, I'd say stay in the stay middle. In the city, yeah. Or in Brooklyn, like right in Dumbo, like right on the water, so you can go back and forth that Brooklyn, way. Brooklyn's not bad too. Um, you know, especially now, especially Airbnbs, you can catch a lot of different Airbnbs in Brooklyn that are really nice um, and not that expensive. So And you know, if you stay in Dumbo, you're not that far from Barclay Center. There's just so much you can do. I mean, I'm I'm really excited for you because I can't wait to get your feedback because I need I need an accurate, up-to-date... An hour-to-hour -hour rundown of everything you did. <laughs> Not okay. an hour-to-hour. -hour. Okay. That's too funny. All right. Well, let's talk about the NBA playoffs. We're going to jump off in the NBA. It is... Ro. Yeah. The, the, the thumbnail, and, and George so eloquently put, um, is the NBA getting soft? And first off, it was unplug the beam. So we'll talk about the Warriors. Um, but these cheesy fouls that are keeping teams in the game, you know, whether it's, yeah. it's, it's touch fouls. This is the playoffs. The playoffs used to mean 
You ain't getting that foul anymore. You're not going to just get to the line 30 times a night. Like, you're going to have to earn these buckets. They're not going to just be handed to you. And in, in all of these series, I've seen so many just weak fouls that, like, literally changed the outcome of the games. What do you think? Okay, well, like in every sport, in, in how often do you even see in baseball um, batters charging the mound? Now they, they gave him bases the size of pizza boxes. <laughs> in football, you know, you can't even sneeze by a quarterback without getting a flag thrown. Um, has it become soft? I think all sports have. I think all physical sports um, yes. in, in today's football game. Football, too. Yeah, it, football's a different game. This is why you and I always have a conversation. Yeah. Like, whenever you debate players then and now, it's you have to be very clear because that's a huge part of your argument because the the the, the you know, the old days, the old when I say old days, I'm talking <laughs> about um, mid, uh, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. 70s to a little bit to a degree, depending on the sport. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I started watching sports actively with my dad. Like, the first game I could remember, um, I was four years old. I told you my first Lakers game was in 1984. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, it was a different basketball. I mean, we've talked about this. We saw when the, when the Pistons would play the Celtics, they would punch it out after the game. They'd literally throw fists. And then they'd go play the game the next morning. Bill Lambier was notorious for elbows in the throat. No suspensions. And and literally would 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 look at the refs dead ass in the face and go, "What foul?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's the no suspensions for me. Now Draymond Green is getting suspended for literally putting his foot in the middle well, of no, a no, dude's no, no, chest. No, 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 no. What Draymond did was really, really fucking shitty. Suspendable. Yes. So, okay. For Sus one game. Suspendable in comparison to what you just said as far as Isaiah Thomas like punching somebody in the back of the no, head. No, they were trying to kill each other. <laughs> but no suspensions. But no suspensions. <laughs> because they weren't, it was intent. <laughs> Draymond Green would ha wouldn't have cared if Sabonis had a cardiac arrest. He wouldn't have cared. Nope. Not one bit. Not even a little bit. Not even a little no, bit. No, you know what? He would give the, the Draymond face of like... But he didn't really care. No. He, he would only do that to not get He suspended. wouldn't care. See, to me, it's all intent. <laughs> Listen, you're going you're gonna to collide, and you're going to do stuff. That's just part of the game, okay? Yeah, thousand percent. And, but if you legit, my guy tried to stomp on my chest with a size 15 foot and tried to, <laughs> and say, I'm just not flexible, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's just, business. hey, girl, l l listen, oh, hey, girl. <laughs> Oh, that, it's, oh, it's different coming from you. It's different. It's, it's, no, it's the, different. The, the gray, look, the gray in his beard lets me know that that child is no longer flexible. <laughs> he's, he's got so much gray popping through that beard now. The way he bounced his foot up and down with such gusto. <laughs> Not the gusto. Gusto. He, he put his, he, like, it really, it gave him, it was so, like, satisfying to him. It was cathartic him. for him. It, it was more than cathartic. It was, like, there was, like, it was so just satisfying. It's all intent. Did he deserve to? Yes, because here's the difference. When when Bill Embiid was punching you straight in the face or Isaiah Thomas was kicking you in the knee, they might have tried to get you out for a game, but they weren't trying to end your life. That's debatable, but uh, speaking of fouls, last night's Game 7 game between the Warriors and the Kings had a notable officiating crew and a notable official, Mr. Scott Foster. He is an alum of uh, Magruder High School where my brothers went. They went to high school together. Yeah. They did? Know? Yeah. I've known Scott Foster since Scott Foster was like 15. When he was Scott Fister? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe so. Uh, but... Uh, at the, look, listen, we have to get to the point now where if you see Scott Foster, you need to know the fix is in for one team. And not saying the fix was in for the Warriors, but the fix may have been, might have been in for the Warriors. So I'll tell you this. I Didn't I have them going into Game 7? You did. I had them going into Game 7 with the Kings not only winning this series, but taking it all. Um I the minute I saw the I read about the officiating change on my Google alert or my ESPN alert, yeah. I was like, "Oh fuck!" I didn't <laughs> like you literally can bet, but see, it literally only comes down to which way do they want it to go. But if I see him, I know whichever way it's, they want it it's, to go. It's very clearly one team. Oh, a thousand percent. You know, once 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 we get to halftime, you know. Basically, which way these calls you can are going to roll. Up, you can look up player interviews about them, and they're like, 
we never knew which way. They didn't even know, but they knew what was going one way. A thousand percent. Ro, who was your MVP of last night's game uh, for the Warriors? Or Oh, it was hands down stuff. I mean, 50 points, eight rebounds. That, I believe it was a game seven record. Yes, yes. The right? most points ever. Because uh, KD had 48. Yeah. And so he broke KD's record for a game seven with 50 points. I thought KD was 45. Okay. So it was very, very Yeah, close. it was 48. Okay. There, was a, there were a few. It was like Luca had 46, I think. And I mean, then... it was it was clearly Steph. It wasn't yeah. anybody else. It, it was the Steph show. Okay. And see, but last night I think proved that I don't like Draymond. I used to be a big Draymond a Green fan. You may not like him, and he may not contribute points per se, but you want him on your team. And we see why. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, he shows up, uh, I will say, game five. He was him and, and, uh, and uh, Gary Payton were, I'd say, the, the difference in that game with the hustle plays that they made. Oh. Draymond had 20-some points, like, and they were big points um, that kept pushing the lead. Um, but my MVP of last night's game is actually Mr. Kavon Looney. Looney with... 21 huge rebounds. I mean, he had at least eight, you know, eight offensive boards that led to threes. I think that... he had like four before the half. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, like he like he had a double double at 11 points, made some made some free throws when Andrew Wiggins and Poole and even Steph were were clanking free throws. Kevon Looney was hitting his free throws. Yeah. Like he he was I, I think the rebounds when whenever, you know, because the, the Kings this whole series the, the Warriors would make a three. The Kings would turn, turn right back around and hit a three. And it was like it was always a momentum shift. He kept getting those offensive boards that, like, really deflated the Kings, I feel like. I'll tell you what. As, as a – I wanted the Kings to – I'm a, I'm a big Steph Curry fan. I really, really like Steph, the babyface assassin. I mean, possibly the greatest shooter of all time. Um, many would say that's not even debatable. I'm glad that he won, that they won in, in a convincing manner because given the officiating change – it wouldn't have been satiating for me as a fan. Good word. Like, what? Good word. Who taught you walk the guy? I love you. It was a good word. So I'm glad that they won in a convincing manner that, because yeah. I, I still, honestly, it was. What What was the turning point in the game for you? If you could pick out one point. Uh, I would say third quarter, the way the fouls were just so easily handed to Sacramento, mm. right, right off, right off the rip, like immediately two minutes in, three minutes in, another technical, yeah, and then right then and there, because remember the Kings weren't dominating; they yeah. were winning. It was back and I mean it was yeah. a close game. It was it was third quarter because of the offensive fouls. Mm. Okay, all right. Uh, George actually has a clip for me. Um, my, so my turning point was the end of the third quarter, the four point play that, 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 uh, that clay hit because of why, well, and, and so honestly, George, if you can run that back one more time too, I want you guys to actually look at this play. This set is the difference between what golden state can be and what they've been. It was a bluffed screen from Draymond. Yep. He set a flare screen on the on the wing for Clay Thompson. It's it's beautiful. He actually gets an open look, even though it's deep. Most of Golden State's threes this entire series were contested, bad shots, you know, bad foot footwork. Like I mean, they can hit them because they're Golden State, but I want to see them doing more plays and sets that actually get their shooters open looks. You know, this showcases, though, why you never want to play Golden State. I mean, Fair. I'm diehard Lakers. I am. This is not the series that I wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want to play everybody at their best. Yeah, I'm going to keep poking that one for you. <laughs> I don't want to play Steph. And you don't want to play like if Steph twisted his ankle tomorrow, you'd be like, okay. I actually would hate that. You know what? No, no. Okay, I, I, that's I would. Fair. I would hate that because you know what? You love Steph though too. That's fair. I do love Steph. That's fair. No, that's a bad analogy. That's I do fair. love Steph, and I, I love Clay too. By yeah. the way, yeah. um, and by the way, because I want them all fucking healthy. Because when the Lakers whoop their ass, oh. I want to say we they are all there. Mm. She wants all the smoke. I want all the smoke. All the smoke. Um, 
So I have a recipe for disaster for the Warriors, and this actually is something for you to watch in your series since this is your team. Um, I think, and it, it honestly showed, showed out in this series, the reason that it got to Game 7 was because Steph and Clay are going to take bad shots. They take bad shots. They've made a career off of taking bad shots simply because they can hit them. For the Warriors to win another title... Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins have to be within their roles. Jordan Poole did not have a good series. Andrew Wiggins had a, I'd say, up and down series. He had games where he was effective, and he had games where he kind of cost them some stuff. And they, Golden State cannot win another title this year if Jordan Poole is taking bad shots and Andrew Wiggins is pulling threes yeah. as if he's, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, he's one of the Splash Brothers. He's not. I completely agree, and this is why. They can't have it in their heads that they're rotational players. They have to act like they are not supporting cast. They have to act like they are right next to Steph. Just like AD will never, ever, ever even make you think that he's there to be a role player or a rotational player. You know, Jimmy Butler... Everybody had him pegged as a rotational player, and he's mm. like, nope, I'm stepping out of that role. Yep. And they've got to Fair. think about it in that same way. If Wiggins thought about it in the same way, and I was disappointed in Poole's performance because he's better than that. But I, I think what it's, it's just a mentality of, am I a rotational player or am I a star? And they need to be motherfucking stars. When they're going up against this Laker team with this um, momentum behind them, they've got to think of themselves as right next to Steph. Yeah, uh, for me... Andrew Wiggins has to be the guy that's dominating, going, slashing to the basket. His role is not to hit threes. We got people to hit threes for us. Yeah. What they do not have is that guy that can go up and just dunk on someone. Yeah, Wiggins on their has been taking team. these haphazard threes for the like the last couple. It just legit, Le legit, like not good shots. Like really think about it. Like if you think of last year's run, Wiggins had like seven or eight just monster just. Yam dunks on people but even, in the paint. But even in the beginning of the series, Josh, I think that we were actually watching something together. Mm -hmm. And we're like, why the fuck would he take these shots? He kept taking them, too. And he kept, <laughs> kept freaking taking them. You I'm like, bro, I'm you're off. You're one for nine. He's like, statistically, I'm going to go for it again because I'm, maybe I'll make it. I'll probably make it now. Oh, my God. Uh, that's a great segue, Miss Rowe. Uh, so I have been having some discussions online, and I love each of you guys, all of our fans and all of our folks that, that chime in or, or, or DM us and all that good stuff. Um, these are actually some friends of mine that also follow the page. Uh, uh, Mr. Brandon, I will say Brandon's name, and I will say Chris Meller's name in particular because they're both LeBron people. So that means they're both new school. I love the new school, whatever, whatever, right? Um, I want to talk about old school efficiency versus new school skill. Yeah. So the, the, the argument is that today's players are so more skilled. There's so much more skill in the NBA. That's the argument from, you know, a lot of the LeBron fans. That's the argument with Ben. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. And, um, and so the, the skill that they talk about can we talk about big men are far more skilled than Can, old years? Than, I'm, than, I'm just going to make a point, and that's that. Okay, go ahead. When's the first time you heard the team, the term super team? You never heard it in the 80s. You didn't hear it in the 90s. You didn't hear it in the early 2000s. I don't want to hear a, I don't want to hear skills versus efficiency. You had you had coaches like Pop, Pat Riley, Phil Jackson take very skilled men, had them do play their position, just their position, and made them superstars, made them the teams that these new super teams try to emulate. You never heard of the term super team until, I don't know, when LeBron took his talents to South Beach. Boston, too. The Celtics. The, oh, uh, yes. That, yes. That was the first yes. time. But they were, but remember, they were also older. The, that Celtic team wasn't brand new. But that's why. But, that's why. but yeah. that's why. That's why, like, a couple of years ago when they tried to put Melo and they brought Russ in to the, I was like, you guys, like, the median age, and I was like, 42, what are we doing now? <laughs> median age is like, 42? Like, Melo's braids are all, like, for, like they, they're grown now. You need to braid them again. I got, I got, I got grays in my braids. <laughs> he looked like Meek Mill in the first video. Like, they're all, like, like freaking hate But you. listen, you know, and that's it. So that's it. They're, no, no, no. They're not more, uh, they're not more skilled. In fact, I would, I would, um, I would argue not only are they not as skilled, not, uh, and I'm not saying all because you have, uh, you, you have anomalies, 
like Steph Curry, you have anomalies. Um, I know some people are going to disagree with me, like KD, because mm. KD and his I mean, KD is one of the best to do it. Skilled, uh, very uh, skilled. Um, LeBron, and I don't care what people skilled. say. However, to a, to everybody, a, you ha listen, there's no load management back then. Not at all. 82 of you can play. If you can play, we're playing. What are we talking about? So when Julius Randle's out on a sprained ankle, like, I'm not laughing because I'm, I'm happy he's hurt, but I've never... Kobe sank 60 with a ruptured Achilles, and nobody knew it. Uh, 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 MJ won... With the flu. With the flu. A playoff game in the finals. Against? The Utah Jazz. So the toughest team that Utah's ever had, by the way, I would say at that point, that was um, John Stockton-led. So I don't want to hear nothing about these players are more skilled. Maybe they're as skilled, but who's tougher and who are better players that knew their roles and let their, their, their bullshit get in the way. It was the old school. And, I, and I'll tell you also to the role that you're speaking of. I think the main reason that players were not allowed to show skill um, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll bring myself into it. So my brother, Jerome, was a national runner-up for Player of the Year when he was in junior college. Jerome was a 6'9 point guard, could do everything, average a triple-double. Almost as tall as me. Uh, almost, almost. Um, but, yeah, you know I mean, but went to Georgetown, was recruited to Georgetown to be the point guard. And then one John Thompson went and got a certain Allen Iverson out of jail, and Jerome was moved to small forward. Players had to fill roles. Now in today's game, players, it's positionless basketball. You hear that term a lot, positionless basketball. The only position really pretty much is center kind of if they're What's out the there. When's the last time you saw a real triangle offense? You, you, don't, you don't see sets. That's why, you know, when, yep. when you go back to what we were talking about before, that play was beautiful. It was the end of the quarter. You're, showcase, you're showing a flaring Draymond Green that looks like he's going to set a screen for the for the ball. He he bluffs the screen, goes away from the ball. Steph replaces where he was on the floor. Draymond goes sets a screen for Clay. The ball rotates as Clay comes back across. Wide open look. Yep. The defender is is flailing trying to to close out, gets the foul, get a four-point play. That's basketball. And did Jerome complain and cry and call the beat reporters? to like, no. wine. No, John, exactly. Thompson, John Thompson would have cursed him out. So, <laughs> so uh, listen, and I'm not saying shut up and dribble by any means, yeah. but it's like if, if a coach sees that you are better skilled to be here yeah. because they understand the dynamic of the team better, that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, do I like the fact the players are more empowered? I, I 1 million percent do, but the best coaches, let the ones that have earned it run with it. Players like Kobe Bryant. Steph, okay. and, Steph and Clay, they, like, like Mark, Steph and Clay. Ja Mark Jackson built a whole offense around their shooting because he was like, this is what we got. Like Luca, but that's in danger, I feel like. But I mean, so, but we're seeing when coaches recognize who you are and what you do and when you do it best, and I'm going to give you uh, one player that's exemplified this for me, exemplified this for me 1,000% as James Harden. Look how he's doing with the Sixers right now. I feel like I'm watching OKC Harden. A little bit, yeah. He's he's definitely he's definitely started to come back into his own for sure. Yeah, because for sure. Because I think it, when your coach empowers you, I'm listen. You, but this is what made what's made Bill Belichick really successful with his run. He had, I mean, the running joke was he can get a cashier at Walmart and making and make <laughs> him a running back, right? You can say, yeah, he had Tom Brady, but they had each other. But everybody had the role to play, and that's what you did. Yes, yes. And and being a role player isn't a bad thing. It's no, not a bad thing. I don't... Robert Ory was a role player, got oh seven rings. Robert Ory was such a big part and James Worthy was a role player. Yes. AC Green was a role player. I'm, I'm referring to mostly Lakers because it's just, I mean, I, I remember <laughs> that the most vividly. But Derek Fisher, I think of, you can, they didn't mind being called that because the team knew what they contributed. They knew what they contributed. So if you're confident enough in yourself, you don't give a fuck. Yep. All right, Ro, let's yep. quickly run through the second round of the NBA playoffs. Game one, Sixers versus the Celtics is tonight in Boston. George is in the back. Who do you have winning this series, Ro, and why? Um, I have the Sixers in six. Mm. Okay. 
All right. Uh, I'll leave George. I'll leave George for last. I'll leave George for last. Um, I actually, I have the Sixers in six. I do. And uh, get out of my head. I'll, I'll I'll let I'll let George I'll let George go because I know he's gonna he's gonna come with the with the the, the fury and anger. Yeah, it's so but, fitting uh, you guys choose to wear green today. <laughs> uh, lovely for you guys to say, oh yeah, Sixers, six, Sixers I mean, in in, in six green, six, this yeah, is, in this green. Is, this is Olive. This is okay. Olive. Hey, I I'm I'm the type of guy that you know after you you see what takes place tonight. All right. Okay. I am. Uh, Joel Embiid's been playing really hard. I really hope he stays healthy, but this is usually the time where it's like Joel Embiid rolls an ankle or something and it like, you know, completely derails the Sixers. Uh, but I'll be God willing at game six in Philly, uh, which leads me to like when I was telling you guys earlier uh, that I was going to New York and they gave me the stank face. I was like, do you know I'm going to be wearing green in Philadelphia <laughs> game six? Can I tell you how much how much respect, though? Like, okay, Philly, though, is a different animal. The only Philly team that I've ever fucking rooted for in my life was, were the 76ers when they had Iverson, yes. and now because they're playing the Celtics. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my, da my dad was a Dr. J fan, but that doesn't count, right? But um, I will tell you, when I have gone to Philly and have gotten into fistfights, I am, when I go to Arlington, when I go to AT&T Stadium, I am giants out all day, every day. And I have to tell you, you garner respect for it because there is a and when people are gonna talk shit, you have to expect it. Hundred percent. And you've just got to be like, you've got to be like, all right, good luck, boy. Good luck, uh, yeah. good luck, kid. Like whatever. Just you gotta you. If you get beefy about it, you that's don't wanna, what, that's, that's where it gets, it gets bad. Yes. I'll, I'll tell you yeah. this. Um, Jerome, Jerome on the Raptors played the Sixers. I was in there, all purpled out. Headband, the whole deal. This is early, this is early 2000s. Nice. So headband, who were out there, <laughs> and um, no problems. So you should be okay. Okay. Um, it's like I like I was saying in our group chat. It's not Eagles, okay. but I will say. Yeah, that's right. It's not, be, it's not Eagles. Be careful, just because you do have your lady with you. So yeah. That is something just to keep. And oh you have God. to, and In you mind. have to tell her that she can't um, antagonize. And not only that, she can't really react because yeah. the oh, minute yeah. she's she's as quiet as a church mouse. Oh, you're good. Oh, you're good. You're good. You can't... She worked at a drug rehab center for three years, so like. Oh, you'll be right at home in Philly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's going back to work. Actually, why are you like this? You'll be right at home in why, Philly. Why are you like this? So she's very familiar with ankle monitors and pregnant strippers too, probably. So you'll be. Yes. I mean, she'll be right at home in Philly. George, what what? Celtics so okay. in six, and I can't wait to fucking wave goodbye to every Sixers fan. Probably, don't do it. No, okay, I'll hold don't my do way. Don't listen, do it. Don't listen, do it. Don't do it. Listen, listen. I'm looking at Josh. No, the, the whole thing is just of me, you, Matt, and that means nothing. If I'm there, I'm like, this because uh, very rarely do you have a chance to go to a, a big we'll high profile game, game yeah. like this. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna be looking at the cameras, all right? I'm gonna be seeing where ESPN yeah, but, is. I might, you but know, George, I might that George, little... smiling is all you need. That, that winning is all you need. You don't need yeah. to say nothing because they 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 talked for you. I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell True. you as as a guy that just had to deal with an entire arena, and it was me and three other dudes in that Brazil. In, in Brazil, <laughs> kill him with kindness, my guy. You're right. Oh no. Great. I don't know what happened. It was a bad call. Like, <laughs> I didn't even notice you were missing all your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Oh, my God. Oh, you'll love Philly. All right. Game two of the Nuggets Sun series is tonight. Bad. The Nuggets went to work. Yo, they clapped the Suns. I, I thought it would be close. I thought it would be close. They clapped. Oh, my goodness. What, what do, you, do, you, do you think the Suns are able to bounce back and steal one tonight? They better, uh, and I'm going to tell you why. Because tonight, if they don't, the momentum you lose. I I, I was saying, who would, who would be scared of the, of the Denver Nuggets? Like, I just, I am not, um, I am so surprised. And they are, they're winning quietly, and they are avenging everybody that's ever talked shit, like people like me, and by you, just winning. Like, yeah. not even, not even close games. I'm going to tell you this just because of who's on the Suns. You can't ever discount them. But I'm going to tell you something. The momentum shifts once you lose two, the first two in a row. It is very, very, very different. I'm going to say this. If the Suns lose tonight, um, then, then Denver's going to win in six. If the Suns win tonight, then I think... 
there's, there's, then we'll, I think it's definitely we'll game seven, yeah, we'll and see. it's still going to be Denver. Okay. Um, I think uh, I, I think the, the Nuggets can do it. They're only a four-point uh, favorite at home. Um, but to your point, Charles Barkley used to always say, you know, a series doesn't start until someone loses on the road. So, yep. so if, oh, excuse me, yeah, loses at home. Loses at so, home, yeah. So, you know, look, the series, if, if they're able to go up 2-0, then the Suns have to hold court. Because if they lose one, the series is essentially over. So it, it would behoove the, the, the Nuggets to get this done tonight and really, really put the pressure on the Suns. Because remember, this Suns team, they just got KD at the trade deadline or a little bit before. And so who they are on the floor is still to be determined. Um, we always talk about Chris Paul's injuries, but um, I think, I, I don't know. It, we, we talked about it uh, last week. The, the, the Suns have a starter-heavy team, and they keep running. Monty Williams is running those starters into the yep. ground because he has nothing on the bench. Yep. So that kind of stuff is going to start to show up when other teams have a whole roster to ro run at you. So we'll see. Um, you, you wanted me to put this in the show flow, so we're going to talk about it now. Heat Knicks tomorrow Game two at the Garden, the Heat were able to get it done in game one in a big way. Um, I will say we will have to see how Jimmy Butler's ankle is because Jimmy Butler is the Heat right now. He's on a, he's on a D. Wade 06 run right now. It's the Miami Butlers. <laughs> it's the Miami Butlers for sure, and uh, they are uh, – they're 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 cleaning they're cleaning the rooms. Listen, MJ Son needs to get that ankle good. Okay. <laughs> Wait, George, did you know about? I I, I didn't know. I uh, MJ Son. I, I had to, I had to show her. Josh the, the stuff. Josh actually told me. And I I feel like I'm the last one on the planet to to know this. But anyways, so supposedly Jimmy buckets is MJ Son. Um, but anyways, I will tell you that it. If there is no Jimmy, there is no Heat winning, not beating this Knicks team. Okay. No. no. But Julius Randle was a soft ass too. He has a sprained ankle. So we got I mean, two sprained ankles in this game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Jimmy still played. Jimmy still came back and played. Yes, he but did. But I will tell you, I, I am not. I mean, the the shit that I get for this is I am not a Knicks fan. Um, You're a Laker fan. That's okay. I will tell you why. I don't like the Knicks fan base because you, you, you all know how you act. And I'm, I'm worried for New York because you're going to burn the city <laughs> I'm down. I'm worried for my city. <laughs> I, I'm worried for the tri-state area. No, actually, not Connecticut. Nobody cares about them. But it's like I'm worried for everybody else. And uh, it's it's they're, they're the Cowboys fan base of the NBA, like, period. I mean, the Lakers are much better, by the way. But I don't like the Knicks, Okay. I think Julius Randle is a fraud. I do. I said it. And I, I said, don't you remember a year and a half ago? We yes. were having a conversation. I said, the playoffs always expose frauds. Yeah, okay? and, and Julius looked horrible last year. He Awful. did. But, but we talked about it, too. I think Brunson, the Brunson signing, allowed him to just be himself. Because in the playoffs, well, it took pressure in, off of them. a thousand percent yeah. in the playoffs, you know, your stars have to be your stars. And last year's playoffs, he was the star. And it was like, go win. It's the game. I'm just glad that Donovan Mitchell didn't go to the Knicks. If he would have, though, if he would have, it would have been a game over. Woo! It would have been a different season. It would have been a different. <laughs> you know what, though? It's OK. So I I love the thought. I mean, it, in my mind, because it would be so good for the sport and sports in general to have a Lakers-Knicks finals. Like That would be insane. That would be insane. Adam Silver wouldn't know what to do with himself. But let's go ahead and finish out the NBA segment with your Lakers versus the wait, really, Golden State Warriors. Really quick, wait, wait, who do you think is going to take the Heat series? Oh, 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 oh sorry, yes. Uh, ugh. Knicks in six in, in Miami. Close Nick. them out in Miami. George, what do you think? I got a Knicks in five. Ooh, four straight. Yeah. I think the Heat uh, will have met their match here. It's a, it was a feel-out game, and New York's a very tough defensive team, and I think they were, like, a little lackadaisical. I think uh, they felt the pressure now, and mm. now it's time to turn it up. Okay. Um. Because the you know the Heat, unlike the Cavaliers, they they hit shots. You know the Cavaliers, they were very fortunate uh, to play such a crappy team. But yeah, I, I want to say Knicks in five, and I'll be there too. <laughs> I have Knicks in six. Yes, you do. 
Yes, I, you do, I Rosie. I have Nixon six. Because I'm taking my bias out of it. I have Nixon right. six. I think they're going to, I think, yeah. All right. Let's finish it up. Lakers versus the Warriors. Uh, why did Lope. you slump? Why did Lope. you slump in your chair? Nope. I don't want to play though. <laughs> Look, I, I talked about it last time. Uh, Steve Kerr is now twenty-three and two in all of his playoff series as an NBA coach. His only two losses are in the finals. So I leave that and uh, let you go ahead and give your analysis. I think that LeBron wants it and he's understanding that his legacy, especially after how he performed last year and everybody saying that the bubble was a fluke, I think right now it is so important for LeBron. Oh my God. That's so, that's really, I didn't even think of it in those terms. So I got, I got the Lakers in six. In six. Okay. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to jump off of what you just said. And I've talked to, this is always kind of my argument in terms of Jordan versus Kobe. Just not Jordan, Kobe. Jordan versus LeBron. LeBron's era, if you really think of what LeBron's era was, it was 2011 until I'd say probably 2018-ish in there. In that period, that era was owned by Steph Curry. So how are you going to be the greatest of all time when... You couldn't beat a player or a team that was in your era. So both teams wanted this to happen, by the way. Oh, heck yeah. Both of them said, this is who, because there is so much to hash out. Yeah. yeah. This has been such a long time coming. Wow. I, I literally, it, this is definitely... This is a this legacy. This is the first time this they is, played against each other in the semis. It, it, well, in, in, mm -hmm. and then also on the West um, yes. since, since LeBron came to the yes. Lakers. Um, the, you're, you're a thousand percent correct. This is a legacy this, series. Yes, it's, it's a legacy series. Because if, if Steph wins this one, I, I don't – it becomes very hard to continue to have, even, even for LeBron fans, because then I will really, really start poking at you with – with the Steph. Well, comparison. but that's, but, but, and you would have every right to. And that's why I want everybody healthy because. Fair. I, that's why I want everybody healthy. I don't want anybody. I have a huge love hate relationship with LeBron, but I, it's, it's, it's more love than anything else. I, I hate that so many people don't give him the respect because they love to suck Jordan's dick. Easy. And I'm going to tell you something. Easy. He is, he is. I, look at what he's accomplished. Look at, look at, you can't say nothing about his work ethic. It's if LeBron wants it bad enough. Right now, this has been a long time coming. This is a legacy series, and, and it's going to shut everybody the fuck up when people were saying the win in the bubble was a fluke, when they were saying last year is all you needed to know about this Lakers team. Um, you can't even compare LeBron no more. This shuts everybody up, and LeBron knows that. That's like, that's... That's profound. Uh, and you said, so you said Lakers in I six. Got, I got Lakers in six. Uh, I'm going to say Warriors in six. Um, and it's really going to come down to game one. If the, if the Warriors come out off of a game seven and win game one, I'm going to say Warriors in five. Uh, because Warriors did also get home court back now. So now they're the, they're the top yes. seed in this matchup. So they, they have home court advantage. Game five would be in Golden State. I'm actually going to take it back. I'm going to say Lakers in seven. I think they're going to go to a game seven. Okay, because because of the home court. Because situation. of the home court, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting, um, but I think I think that that's it's really going to come down to game one, depending on what they do game one. Um, I think that really starts to put the Lakers uh, on notice because if the Lakers can't beat them and Golden State by and large is tired, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. But look at it. I mean, it, we you know we have to think about this. These matchups were ones that you would never in a million years anticipate or even be excited about. If I told you Hachimura and a kid named Austin Reed and Kyle <laughs> were, were playing alongside AD and LeBron. What would you think? Yeah. What would you think? And uh, going up against the Splash Brothers, uh, Wiggins, I mean, you know, you have Steph. It's like you have the team of teams. You, you, have, you have a team that has one of, the, that's considered the best, we thought it was Steph. But this is a matchup that you would have never even thought would be kind of close. Mm. I, ha I, I'm, I have the Lakers taking it. I think it is going to be 
all blood, sweat, and tears, and both teams are going to – you're going to have one game because there's always one game in every good series that is a blowout. Mm. And the team, like historically, always – the opposing team will always rebound. So I, I do – I have Lakers in seven. Okay. George, what you got? I want to see LeBron step up on defense this series for the love of Christ. And, uh, <laughs> and like, because if he's taking that kind of role that he's taking on offense, which isn't a high-powered type role, yeah. you got to show it on some side of the floor, yeah. my dog. Like, yeah. you know. And, and defensively, I think, is really what's going to be the, be defense, the, be the harder part for them because – it, the the Kings played great defense. Yep. And the Lakers, by and large, don't. And they're so much faster, the Kings. Like, I mean, yeah. Austin Reeves, get the IV bags ready. I mean, my man is going to be sprinting. Like, Listen, we were struggling with defense against the Timberwolves. Like, I, I it, it drove me crazy. I'm yeah. like, I would scream at Josh, going, who's fucking covering them? <laughs> who's defending them? So, yeah, no, defense is is tantamount against this Golden State team. I think, uh, but with that being said, all right, if LeBron doesn't step it, on, step it up on defense, this is Warriors in five, and uh, it'll be competitive. There'll be lots of close games, but I think uh, they definitely There's got the There's no songs. ifs. What is your call? Mine is Lakers in seven. War, uh, Warriors in six? Warriors in five. Fair enough. Uh, all right, let me go ahead and pull up. The... Rangers, let's fucking go, Rangers. Oh, we got to talk about NHL playoffs. NHL playoffs, there's only one game left in the first round, and it happens to be Rosine's New York Rangers taking on the New Jersey Devils. Who has the edge tonight? Oh, wait, really quick before I answer that, I want to say to people that have messaged me, because I will post my stories about the Rangers, this hate that I get, uh, you're not a, you went to Knights games. Yeah, no, I, no, I have. I've gone to a few Knights games, and and I, I, I like them, and if the Rangers weren't in it, I'd love to see the Knights take it, okay? They are not my team. The Rangers are my team, so that's that. Um, the Rangers have to fucking win tonight. They've got, like, I'm going to tell you, Staten Island might drown, might go underwater and <laughs> collapse tonight um, at Rangers. I think they, this, it's, they've been building this with this young team, especially since last year. And now with Kane, you have Panarin stepping up more than ever. Yeah. I've got Rangers. Panarin and, and, uh, and Patrick Kane, uh, former Blackhawks, yep. former Stanley Cup champions, um, that is where your bread is buttered for sure. Um, but I think the edge goes to the Rangers simply because of Igor Shosturkin. Uh, yeah. um, last year's Vesna yeah. winner, uh, he needs to stand on his head one time. If he can do that for you guys, I know they have, um, you know, on the other side, they've, they've got Jack Hughes and they've got all those guys on the Devils. But if he can stand on his head and win you guys the game, I think that that's the difference. The devil, uh, the devils have got grit though. Oh, like thousand they have, percent. They have heart. Are they playing in Newark tonight? They're it's playing... in New Jersey. Oh because, man, they're playing in Newark. Because, because, well, but think about it. Listen, it's it's a it's it's not a subway series, but it's close. I'm gonna tell you something. The the the, the least noisiest fan base, ironically, um, that like I haven't really heard a lot out of. Uh, are the devils, but in person? Oh, they're out of hand. Oh, they are <laughs> in Newark too. I'm gonna tell you something. See, that's if you if you if you you go in there and you lose, you quietly eat shit and you tip and you tiptoe. <laughs> you tiptoe behind you, up out of here. <laughs> you you tiptoe out. You tiptoe out. You, you pay your parking full. You don't <laughs> complain. You leave. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, a few younger teams finally pushed. Through in the postseason, the Toronto Maple Leafs winning their first playoff series since years. 2004, taking down the Tampa Bay Lightning. First off, the Lightning, that's a great team. They've won, you know, multiple Stanley Cups over the last four or five years. Uh, so for that to be the matchup, that is one thing I do love about hockey. These matchups are so tough in the playoffs. Like, you, I don't care who you are, and we'll talk about that as we keep going into hockey. Um, I don't care who you are. If you're if you had a great regular season, but you have to play up play up against a veteran laden team, it's tough. It's really. really I'm really tough. happy. Listen, I, I it's it's so funny because like the nationalism comes out in people when it comes to sports so much, and listen, Tampa Bay had a beautiful run. I mean, and 
they, I mean, that's Champa Bay collectively that, mm -hmm. I mean, they, but I, cause the maple leaves are, are such a big part of even American hockey history. Yes. So it's, it's it, after 19 years, I, I'm, listen, I, I was happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other Canadian team that's still in the playoffs is the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers won a big series versus the Los Angeles Kings. And for me, I, you know, we talked about this before. I would love to see either of those two teams make a deep run and potentially win a Stanley Cup. Um, the Oilers with, uh, you know, with oh, McDavid and then Dreisaitl, for them to continually have two of the best players in the entire NHL on one team and can't get it done is so sad to see. So I'm happy to see them move on. I like their jerseys. You love the, 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 the Oilers jerseys. Yeah, well, they still they still rock their old schools. Just I like love the, the Rangers. old school. Yeah. I know, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, there's something you said about. There's those. something so hard about a Rangers old school jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Who Who's your favorite Ranger player from the '90s? Messier. I love Brian Leach. Messier. I was a I'm Leach a Messier guy. fan. Me Messier. I I love Mark Messier too. Uh, two big favorites. Now, when we talk about NBA versus NHL, because these are all seven game series. The NHL, I this is the one thing about the playoffs for the NHL that I've always loved because it does not matter what your regular season record was. You could be the eight seed. Like NBA, we just now are starting to see this year we saw an eight seed take down a one seed. But it's very rare in basketball. Very rarely does the NBA allow an eight seed <laughs> to and take a, down well, a an eight one. Seed, right, and a seven seed take down a first. Yeah, or a seven seed take down a two. A two, yeah. That's yeah. right, that's right. Um, but the Boston Bruins had the greatest, not just a good season, the greatest regular season in NHL history. And I told everybody, the Bruins ain't winning the Stanley Cup. And everybody, oh, I'm like, the President's Cup champion, very rarely. I, I meant to get that stat. But I would say in the 2013. last... 2013. 2013 was the last time. Correct. Thank you. So it almost never happens, the best team in, in the regular season wins. But... The Florida Panthers, last year's President Cups champion, took down the Boston Bruins. And the in last, Boston. like in the last, like what was it, like the last few seconds of, of overtime. Of overtime, oh. it was. It's like one. Of, see, this is why you, as a sports fan, you go through decades of misery for those moments. Even as not, like I'm not a fan. I mean, listen, I don't fuck Boston anything, but <laughs> I mean, as a fan. I watched that, and these are the moments. Even if they, it was the Bruins that did it in the last few seconds, when it's even when it's not your team, you're still when, you're, you're still excited. Like, oh, yeah, holy shit, those are the moments. Because can you imagine that feeling? I, yes, yeah. Like, look in the playoffs, those series. I've had it on both sides. I've had no, I, I, like playing, not not like oh, watching. Oh, oh, as a not as a fan. I mean, as a, but I, yeah, I mean, as, as, a, as, a, as a player, player too. Oh, oh yeah, that that would be insane. I, there's nothing like it. That would be insane. Yeah. As a fan, I've had it twice, memorably, actually, when in their Super Bowls, nothing big. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but last year's Stanley Cup champion also went down yesterday. Yeah. The Seattle Kraken, an expansion team, took down the champions from a season ago, yeah. beating the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, this is what makes hockey great, really, truthfully. And the Knights did their first season. Yes, the yes. Knights went to the Stanley Cup Finals. But they didn't. They didn't beat a champ though. My no, goodness. No, no, they didn't. But they went to the but Stanley they, Cup fucking Finals. They did, and and they they lost to my team. But uh, my team didn't make the playoffs <laughs> I, this year. I was waiting so, for that. So so you're not getting you. <laughs> I was I'll, waiting for that. I, I, I will Eminem eight mile this that thing. Was, and I, that was called a soft <laughs> pitch, Josh. And I and I I I I. Uh, I I took it over the fence. Yeah, I see. Um, <laughs> That's T-ball. <laughs> Ro, who do you want to win uh, this year's uh, Stanley Cup? Outside of your, of your Rangers. Take your Rangers out of it. So outside of the Rangers, who would you want to see win? The Golden Knights. Okay. Okay. This is where I say screw the Knights. Uh, <laughs> I, I would love to see one of these Canadian teams win, if either of them won. Because Canada... Like, it's cold. They have nothing right now. They need something to cheer for. You better hush your mouth. Go Leafs and, and go Oilers. I, I would actually, I would love to see the Oilers win, but in some ways I wouldn't because that might unlock them. I feel like the Leafs would come back down to earth. Well, well really quick, what you were saying about regular season, the, the Devils had a whatever season. 
No, no, they had a good season. Oh, that's right. No, no. that's right. They, and they got blown out the first two games. That's yeah, right. No, I was no, thinking no. about Devil, that. Devils, Devils, because yeah. the Devils were, uh, I think, second I was, in, in our division. I had it. Um, and then the I, Rangers I were left, third. And then, and then the Rangers whooped them the first two games. Yes. But then we got whooped, right? Didn't matter. Uh, moving on, we're going to we're gonna finish off the show with some NFL draft. Uh, first off, the Philadelphia Eagles, who we both loathe, are collecting Georgia Infinity Stones like I couldn't even discuss or believe. This is getting out of hand. They they pick up, what is it, Jalen Carter? Yep. Yep. Jalen Carter in the first round. Who did they pick up at the back end of the first round, George? Um, that other Keely. stud. No, 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 no. In the Because remember, they had their pick at the 32nd, 30th pick, I think it was. And it was the other pass rusher. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Yeah, now, no, 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 you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. I'll, I'll, I'll fill it. I'll All fill it I know air. is their their front office did an, an uh, impeccable job. Uh, like, on face value, I'm, insane. And I'm, and I'm going to say this. I know it's not going to go off of, but I don't, I don't really Nolan give a shit. Nolan Smith. Thank you. I'm going to say this. I, I think the Jalen Carter thing, I'm going to tell you why I'm happy about it. There's a lot of bad juju with that. That's There's fair. a lot of bad juju. No, no, that. no. That's, so that's fair. That's why I was like, okay. You know what? I'm not mad that he's off the board. Like, I'm, I'm sure he's a talented young man. Okay, but I just he, would have rather him went to a. Bad I would team. rather him not raced, and two people died because of it. So you, you take on that energy. That's all I'll say. I mean, Good luck, like, how, how is, how is he still allowed to live his dream? And Henry Ruggs is, never mind. Ah. Uh, and, yeah. uh, 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 <laughs> A, a different, another conversation for another, another time. <laughs> we, we're, we're just, we're, you know. Uh, Don't be rational. Just, we yeah, rational up yeah, in here. Yeah, just, just uh, you know, collective outrage. Just sometimes there's outrage, sometimes there's not. Are you going to tell me to go get you coffee right now? Uh, no, never. <laughs> never. Uh, I'd, get oh. I'd get it for you. I'd get it for you. What was that? Water. Sparkling water. Sparkling water. Right now. I'm like, if you don't get your podcast, um, <laughs> uh, but but not only them. Uh, let's talk about some of the people that fell. We can we can talk about our collective teams as well because I know George uh, has some thoughts on his team, and I yeah. know Rosine has some thoughts on hers. For me, it really doesn't matter. We, we're going to be trash either way. Um, don't say that. Will, <laughs> Will Levis. Oh God. Fell. Or did teams get wind of his banana eating? Clout chasing. All I okay, this is what I'm gonna say. Everybody was like, "He's uh, our friend Z in New Jersey." Him and I were messaging. We're like, "He's like, God, uh, g given the quarterback hungry market, I'm like, there's the, he's like, there's something we don't know." I'm like, "Well, there has to be." We find out. I because what they do before you are drafted, they find out everything about you. They find out what you're like, what people think of you, what you've done in the community, good or bad, which. Also now with the Jalen Carter thing. But now we see. So crybaby, well, Levis's ass de decides not to attend day two of the draft because he wasn't chosen in the first round. What an entitled little prick you are. A little bit, yeah. You know what? And you know, th this is why it pisses me off. Your peers have been working for this week, for these days, almost their whole lives. You've just disrespected Everybody in the room yeah. that's worked their ass off and showed your entitlement because you're like, I didn't get picked first round. I'm gonna go. What round was Tom Brady selected? I want six, sixth. And to your point, once he got, once we got to a certain point in the draft, where was he even gonna go? Like, there wasn't really anybody, any teams that even needed him at that but, point. But, but that was what was wrong. That's why he didn't go. People knew uh, these teams knew of a very deep character flaw mm. within this kid. Yeah, yeah. George, you had something. Oh, no, uh, on on uh, Levis. Yeah. Will Levi jeans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bongo jeans. I mean, there was no solid quarterbacks in the draft this year that I was like drooling over. And for him to Anthony Richardson, hey, I, how, I think Anthony my God, Richardson. Like, how do you how do you get geeked out over you know a fake tweet saying that you're gonna actually go in the first round? Like you should know where you're standing. I'll tell you, you why. Know? That this is the problem with having a combine when you have people that have been been like doing sports analysis for 15 minutes, going, "Look how big and strong this white boy is." He throws the ball fast. He throws it almost as fast as Josh Allen. Draft him. Mama say, I'm the best quarterback here. Like, oh, my God. First, you, weren't, you don't think Anthony Richardson is something to be excited about? I didn't think any of them were, at this moment in time, like, 
going to change, change. right and i mean people are saying the same thing about caleb williams like caleb williams should be that guy next year but i just i don't know this is why me personally hate the draft Mm. like i just don't know what the true ramifications are till about year two yeah when half these players start playing anyways no that's fair and, um, and college, we talk about this a lot. It, it, it's it's a different playing field. Two words for you, Johnny Manziel, right? Especially and, and with quarterbacks. Especially with quarterbacks. Especially. So I get where George is coming from with that yeah. because you never know. Yeah, and look, and we talked about, you know, we talked about a couple weeks ago in terms of elite quarterbacks from an elite school versus elite quarterbacks from a small school. And, you know, those windows, when you get to the NFL, those windows get from here to hear. I have a controversial question for both of you, and I don't okay. want a long answer. I want yes or no. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Is Lamar Jackson an elite quarterback? Yes. Yes. With concessions. No. No, no I, long no. answers, Josh. <laughs> She's going to give a long answer now, but. No. What no. about you? Yes no. or no? Okay. No, you have no. No. And that, and that, and that's, that, that's the concessions. It, if you mean like as a quarterback, I have not seen it, not from a consistent standpoint. But as an all-around weapon and player, yes, he is elite. He does something that no one else in the league can do. But in terms of throwing the ball and being on the money, and have, but he also hasn't had weapons. So it's like he's a, he's a hard As case. of now, he is not. Fair, and I won't even disagree. Uh, uh, finally, before we move on to So you change your answer team, to no? No, it's, it's yes with concessions. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get your sparkly walkers now. <laughs> All right. Uh, some players really did drop in the NFL draft um, outside of Will Levis that we talked about, but some Georgia studs, both tight end Darnell Washington and Keely Ringo fell into day, day, day two and three. So, and again, Keely Ringo went to the Eagles. So the Eagles got another 6-2 Four, three, two person. You have no idea the bad juju they have. Let them have whoever, whomever. Right I, now. I think. I think one thing I will say about those Georgia players: there has to be something because to Rose Point, you know, when it, they do their research, and for those two players, for everyone to look at them like, I, I don't see anything wrong. Why aren't they going in the first or second round? For them to drop that far. There's got to be something else. There's, there's, there's a fly. There's a fly. Mount Kuyper even had one of them going in the first round. Yes. So I was like, Darnell, Darnell was the number one best available. I think. For I think. Like I, I hours. Think, well, out, no, I think. Up, yeah. yeah. Hours, hours, right? <laughs> Literally, like best even, available. Even He's right according there. to Progressive Insurance, he was the best available. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> No, but <laughs> when Mel Kuyper got tired, like they'd have like, you know, like Petco giving you best available. <laughs> but, and, uh, you know, there is they go deep. See, Philly, yeah. they're scumbags. They don't care. So they're the anomaly. But everybody else, this is why the Giants, like a lot of people like, you know, they Giants are very, very, very big with character. Like with Plaxico, they yep. didn't give him a shot after that, which, I mean... He, know, shot, he, he, he gave himself a he shot. He gave himself a <laughs> shot. Zing! Um, <laughs> that's it was too open. It was too funny. open. It was too open. I um, but OBJ, I mean, there's a character yeah. issue with him as well. That's fair. So they're, they're t- they really, the Maras especially, are very, like, they want, they want to exemplify the best. Uh, like you look at people like Michael Strahan. They they love a Michael Strahan. They love an yeah. Eli Manning. They mm. love you know what I mean. Upstanding guys. Yeah. Not Philly. They yeah. they'll, they'll they'll take they'll take like whatever villain I can find. They're like how long how long has he been in in um uh the like in in isolation? How long? <laughs> he was in juvie. He'll be all right. For, he's been he's been solitude for four months. We'll take him. <laughs> all right, George. What uh, go ahead and give me your draft grade for your team. Uh, my team gets a B minus. Uh, we didn't pick up a tight end, which Darnell Washington would have been a nice little uh, piece for us. However, uh, Ke- Kendra Miller from TCU, nice little running back, got some TV time in, do, in those big-time games. I did see that. I remember a couple of big-time runs really agonizing me. That's when I was like, Michigan's going to demolish these guys. <laughs> and I looked like an idiot. Um, we all did. We but there's a player, the, the, our first-round pick, Brian Breesey, the D-tackle from Clemson. Tell me this guy hasn't been around for the last, like, five years. Like, that's an, an actual name. He played as a freshman for Clemson in 
some of those national title games. So he's a super senior. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, beyond. Like, yeah, no, he used COVID year. This dude's 32 years old. It's a, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, he has no, four I, kids. I really do have to look up his age now. He, like that, he, he went on a Mormon mission. <laughs> bro, can you imagine? <laughs> you know, we didn't pick up any players from BYU this year, so. It's always good. That's good. You know, but the next Taysom Hill is somewhere out there. <laughs> you Ro- can only hope. Ro- Rosine, what, uh, what, what's your draft grade for your okay, team? Okay, so, so Giants fans are very, very split on this. Um, everybody, like in the media, mo- either gave them an A or an A-. minus. I gave them a solid B. We Okay, so we picked up Deontay Banks, who's an insane corner. Okay? Mm-hmm. Insane corner. I did not want him going to you guys at all. Well, you know, I didn't want him going to anybody else, but we need wide receivers. We need somebody for Daniel Jones to you got throw one, didn't to. You, didn't you, you guys got one. I think in round 220. No, 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 no. I thought no, you second got... round, we got a center. Okay. Third round. Uh, uh, hold on. Let me, I'll, I'll pull it up. Give me a sec. Go ahead. You can keep talking. I'm, my fault. So I was just going to say, listen, I, I, I like the individuals that we picked up, these gentlemen, because they're, they're, great they're gonna app so the second i was more happy with the center pick because we need offensive help Mm. and for me our focus should have been all offense okay uh yeah you guys got jalen hyatt uh from tennessee what round uh third round third round round. okay Uh, so top of third round he was the seventh wide receiver 83 grade six feet pretty fast listen at least we got something offensive in the second round i was just deontay banks is he's he's a monster but just given our needs yeah i didn't think that that should have been the but again i am not a gm you're not yeah i'm not i i don't have i don't have the forces that they do i don't know what they do right yeah i've I've started doing that more and more as i've gotten older um and i trust really and i trust in joe shane and brian dable because given what they've done last year so who the fuck am i to say anything right Uh, so so for me i'm gonna give the commanders a c plus um, I did. I loved the Emmanuel Forbes cornerback uh, pick. Um, big cornerback, you know, four three speed, but also led the well set a a college football record for return touchdowns for off of his interceptions. Um, and and my thing was we had Christian Gonzalez staring us in the face. So for them to make the call because Christian Gonzalez went to the Patriots right after our pick, and I was like. Mm. So, so I think you texted me. Yeah, yeah. And so, but we had him staring us in the face. So for them to have the choice, we, we literally had three people on the board that, you know, we actually could have taken. Deontay Banks was another one if we traded back. Um, for them to go with Emmanuel Forbes, I, I think they really loved that pick. So I was cool with that. But in the second round, for the love of God, we took a, a, a safety. And I'm like, bro, how many times are we going to draft a safety in the last four four? They they didn't get a water boy. (laughs) We got 75 safeties on the Washington Commanders (laughs) roster as we speak. So don't you remember when the Patriots loaded up like with like seven tight ends one that one year? Yes. Like how many tight ends do we need? You're like how many do you need? Apparently not enough. We need more. (laughs) So that pick when I wanted us to go offensive line in the second, that was why I dropped the grade because we didn't necessarily need. uh, What was that child's name? Hold on. his name is Jartavius. Jartavius Martin. He sounds like a Key and Peele sketch. So <laughs> that already... That's not nice. Well, I didn't, I didn't say his name was... I didn't do that. That's not nice either. That's not nice either? <laughs> Mama named you Jartavius. I guess I, I, I'll, I'll, name you, I'll call you Jartavius. I'm a calm guy. I'm, I'm a calm guy. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was a C-plus for me. Okay, um, there you go. Y- yeah, what... Uh, what for each of you guys, what was the best pick of the draft that you were like, oh, crap, that's a – or best or most surprising? I'll leave it, leave it with that caveat. I will say the Texans making the, the staple play of going C.J. Stroud, then trading to get Will Anderson, Yeah, that made the dra- – like, I, I was like, all right, do we really yeah. need to watch the next, like, three days? That yeah. was Because they went for it, yeah. you know? And that they, was dope. They sold out. Demico was stoked. You know, like, I would be too. Shit, they did that was their dope. thing. And that was dope. Davis Mills is, you know, applying for Walmart I'm as we dead. speak. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> I concur with Georgie. The most surprising though was Jalen Carter. I, I'm surprised that he got picked up at all. 
Oh no, he was going. He was going to. I didn't think. I, I I think like until like there were certain things that were hashed. I I didn't think he was going to go at all. But again, it's Philly. But it was still surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the biggest surprise was uh, Bijan Robinson going <gasps> eight to the Atlanta. Oh, Falcons. you're so right. I am so happy he went to the Falcons and not the Cowboys. Jesus Christ, I love you. Yes, a thousand percent. Or the Eagles, because the Eagles picked right there, and I was like. If he goes to the I, Eagles, I didn't think. Listen, I'll lose I was just worried. Oh, did you hear that the Cowboys were thinking about bringing Zeke back? I did hear that. I did hear that. Please, please, and have him play center sometimes because we loved that. <laughs> that was a great package. <laughs> there was a lot of promise. There's a lot left to you know that I play. I, I little. I will find that clip on YouTube and play and and just watch that last play because it gives me so much joy. Oh, I've actually goodness. drawn it up like on a whiteboard and I. I see where he was going with it. Like I see where Kellen Moore was trying to take that play. It's going to revolutionize football. <laughs> I, but ultimately, it was McCarthy that okayed it. So, Lord, Lord, Lord. Well, we have come to the end of another episode. Um, I, I will, I will finish us off with a little bit of sad news. I know Roe doesn't like sad news, but we do have to report oh, the news. Um, Shaq Barrett, prayers to him and his family. Oh, yeah. um, his two-year-old daughter drowned at their home. Um, tragically, and so uh, definitely want to give a shout out to him and, and prayers and well wishes to that family because that's. I that's can't even. I, 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 my heart hurts. I mean, yeah. as a mama, I can't. I. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, and I, I, I didn't want to even bring that up because I know Ro gets emotional and that kind of stuff. Kids so. stop me dead in my tracks. Anything with kids. I know. I know. Well. To bring it back up. Uh, let's, talk, <laughs> let's talk about amputees next. Yes. And then maimed animals in that order. And autistic kids. That's, uh, that's, that's Special at Olympics coming up. <laughs> the, look, it's the look you give is so great. Like the second, the, the second we have just all the cameras and we can like still bring stuff up, I'm going to be very, very excited because <laughs> you give me some looks. Um, thank you guys. Each of you out there uh, for continuing to support us, continue to, to watch our stuff. Uh, we, we truly do appreciate it. Um, also, please reach out to us. We are definitely trying to build our uh, fan correspondence. Uh, we have a few, but uh, looking definitely for some more in L.A. and in Texas and Florida. So please DM and, and, you know, you can DM myself, you can DM the page, or you can DM Rose. I would actually love to have some um, fan correspondence in the different boroughs uh, and also in Jersey. And if, if you are serious about it, please let me know because, you know, having you guys contribute it really our show is all, all about fandom it's your show um, too yeah. it's, it's your show too and that's how we always want it to be so if you are interested in being a fan correspondent from anywhere in the country and you are you know just tell us about yourself what who you, your teams are and and you know we will hit you back yes ma'am well thank you guys again uh shout out to all the fanatics out there and uh make sure you like share subscribe the american fan 365 and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Fan. Short for fanatic is the one who's screaming their lungs out in sub-zero degree temperatures, still believing when the chips are down and never, ever giving up on their teams or their players. From the closest seat to the worst one, we want to meet you all. This is the American Fan.